where's the phone? Hi, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Living Your Dreams with myself, your host, uh, Lennox Kador. And uh, we are here today uh, with uh, Louis Taylor and Altair, and uh, they are going to talk to you about uh, their latest uh, creation, Spawn and Geezer, which is a half-hour reality show about a father and child and their loving, profane, and highly eccentric relationship. So the two of you, can you guys tell me about yourselves and more about your company? Uh, well, we're actually obviously really not up to speed. I think we sent you a, uh, an old bio. It's actually uh, a 10 minute, 10, it's a 13 episode by 10 minute web series now. We had to switch it out. I'm sorry about that. That's oh, awesome. That's fine. Yeah, that's all all Tyre's fault. I, I was literally about to say <laughs> we did it because you're the one who sent that out. So no. maybe you should like delete the old documents. Have you ever considered that? It's, anyway, it's my kid's fault. Shut up. Hi, I'm Altair. Um, yeah, I am non-binary and I'm gay and I'm doing web show. I'm very good at speaking. <laughs> I I think you confused them. I don't think they even know what the I think you should introduce was. yourself, baby. Yeah, my name's Lewis Taylor. I am Geezer uh, in the show Spawn and Geezer, a 13-episode uh, by 10-minute uh, web series about a black, cantankerous, straight, obnoxious uh, father. And <clears throat> myself, Altair, or Spawn, the gay, non-binary, high school dropout, mentally ill uh yada yada child <laughs> yeah. so how did you guys come up with the topic for the show it's really just like the things that sort of impact our daily lives i guess you know just we figured since no one's really talking about it the way we are we figured hey may as well put our voices into the mix right it's mainly because like people around us were like wow we really don't get your relationship and it's really different and interesting and kind of fucked up, but fun. Monetize it, monetize it, monetize <laughs> it. So, so what, is, what is it that uh, people found very interesting? And um, how, what gave you guys uh, the confidence to uh, pursue it as your business? Or as Altair said, monetize it. <laughs> well, I, it started out with... Uh, uh, I don't really want to say this in front of them, but the knowing that I had a really talented, uh, sharp, close your mouth, uh, kid that wasn't because of various psychological issues, social issues, uh, cultural realities, uh, wasn't performing to par. And okay. I really wanted to get him off the couch. So, <laughs> so plain and simple, plain and simple, get him off the couch, not for some real artistic endeavors or anything like that, but just to get Altair off the couch. Really? Yeah, I'm over art. <laughs> <laughs> and at what moment did you realize that you're on the right path of this series? Uh, once we got accepted to get money for it. <laughs> No, we realized it off the get-go that there's so many um, issues that we can check off as dealing with that, uh, especially in an era where 
ideas of what you know our cultures are are collapsing where people are seeking out new identities people are no longer interested in previous identities there's a lot of exploration going on a lot of confusion a lot of anger all that stuff ties into our our just our normal day lives and it would be really fun to I guess like really dig in there and explore that but not through you know the normal news channels but from a very personal point of view from people who are like very entrapped in the mix of it and unvarnished we want to make sure that like we don't pose as you know gurus or people that can uh help you with your problems we're like no fuck that let's talk about problems yeah and have fun it's like the world's fucked let's have fun Mm -hmm. that's your favorite log line isn't it no (laughs) and it was a bit different yeah it was a bit different this time oh (laughs) um so you guys uh, received uh, your funding. Um, where did you guys receive the funding from again? Sorry? Telefilm. Telefilm. So, uh, so even though you guys uh, got the success of uh, receiving your funding from telef- Telefilm uh, and enabled you to uh, start your series, can you tell me one of the greatest struggles you experienced while trying to get this project up and running? Well, we still haven't, you know, there's always hoops to jump through before you get your funding. We're in the last stages of uh, hoop jumping uh, before we get our money. So we just need to do a couple flips and hit the landing and then we're probably good. Yeah. So we're we're really close. Uh, But as far as struggles are concerned, I think it was more uh, how does a father and kid function as a business duo yeah and as industry professionals as far as media is concerned and also for me i guess like actually motivating myself to get up through my depression and you know the constant struggle of hey i need to get up and uh, i need to sleep oh, i'm so sad so yeah for me it wasn't like you know going old school and choking them out try. <laughs> <laughs> You know that old school black thing where it's just like, I'm going to beat your ass until you get that lazy shit off that couch. I'm going to just come. I love that, that you ass. say couch because I've never spent any time on the couch. It's always my own bed, father, please. You don't yeah, beat that, shit on your bed. I mean, reference couch as well. So just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, it's it's the way I was raised. Uh, which was really lenient comparatively, but I think a lot of people will relate to this. Like the back of the hand had a lot to do with discipline, you know, or whatever came to a parental hand. Yikes. Um, I was a version light of that. I never hit Altair or anything like that, but I would give some tone. You know, I would drag you out of that bed. You have to go to school. And had to realize that, you know what, I'm scarring my child. It's it's totally not working. Uh, so for me, the hardest part was making that switch from old school kind of international culture where you beat your kids into their social position to, um, okay, let us let me support my child through whatever they're going through, which is not my natural inclination. I've noticed. <laughs> So, 
Okay, so how did you overcome that challenge, that struggle uh, of uh, rearing your child in a different way, differently than what you were used to, and then incorporate it to what you're doing or channel it into what you're doing now, into creating this web series? And what gave you the audacity to transition into uh, the successful path that you're leading today? Uh, well, I don't know if we're successful yet. That's the goal. Um, mm -hmm. And success for me is always um, an in-the-moment thing. Like, how are you succeeding in this moment? How are you failing in this moment? Uh, a lot of people like to talk about balance. Uh, I like to talk about range. Where, okay. Yeah, where you um, are able to function within the parameters of what life gives you, which will always be a teeter-totter. At least it has been for me. Um, so for me, um, the biggest challenge, well, not challenge, but, you know, well, challenge, but what led to our potential success was uh, redefining love. Oh, okay. Do tell. Um, that notion that you have to um, dominate your children and guide them on the path of your choosing mm. uh, as an expression of love, uh, okay. I found was um, a way of avoiding the potential hurt that love can bring you. That you has. Do you feel that sometimes parents do that out of fear, out of fear that their child would not uh, fulfill their potential? And unfortunately, they feel that that would be reflected on themselves as an individual or as parents? Absolutely. But I also think that parents are constantly fighting a sense of failure. Okay. I, I think as a parent, accepting the fact that you're failing is one of the hardest things you can do, right? Rather than go, you know, Rather than it's on you, I what I'm doing is totally fine. It's what I went through. Um, acknowledging what I had to do was acknowledge the pain in my life, all the dysfunction that surrounded me and all the dysfunction that's just surrounding everybody as a human being that impacts on your life on a daily basis. And getting into oh my God, why am I so angry? Why am I so filled with anxiety? Like what's going on here? Getting into that rather than uh, sublimating it, defending myself from feeling it, mm -hmm. um, just getting into, my God, man, I'm failing on so many levels and it's okay as long as I can you know, experience that feeling of love for my child without that kind of abusive reaction. Sorry, that was really long-winded. My kid is brilliant. Like, as I'm listening to this, I'm what you said that you do not intend to be a guru, but unfortunately, that may result of things that you're doing because the mission of failure. It's something that parents, well, I'm not a parent, but I know inherently from people that I know who are parents, it's the one thing that they're afraid of, but they're not so readily open to admit. 
So when a person is able to admit openly that, okay, failures are part of the reality, people tend to, has a tendency to guide themselves towards that person to not only make them feel okay with what they're experiencing in, innately, but also how do I work through this failure that I feel? Hey, Dad, congrats, you're a guru. Uh, no. <laughs> The minute you come to me, I'm going to kick you right in the shin. I'd like to see you yeah, with your old fucking legs. You'll probably break your back trying. Just like get it about a centimeter away from your body. You're like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, take me to the hospital. I'll take you. Oh, my back's spasming. Oh. And also, once you do that, you listen to shit like this, and it gets really annoying after a while. So you're constantly fighting the need to choke your child out. Which I don't know if a lot of people want to go through that. And if you're the child, you're probably going to constantly be wanting to choke your parent out. So really, it goes both ways. Yeah. So I didn't hear as much from you. How do you navigate this process as the spawn, but also the creative partner to your parent? Um, that's a good question. I guess because honestly, my father and I have had a weird relationship since forever. I've always considered him. I mean, I'm an only child. Not weird in that way. Don't go there, y'all. <laughs> you're the only one who goes there always, and you're just the one who's weird every single time. Why do you always have to? Make yes, always. He makes it weird every damn time. Yes, stop fucking laughing. Get out of here, Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> for you answer the damn question yeah sorry it's kind of hard when you're laughing anyway uh yeah because i guess my brother and i i guess i'm an only child but i've always considered him more of a brother than a father so okay yeah because you're a shitty parent anyway <laughs> um so i guess navigating hmm first off the sort of seeing him as both like a parent as well as like a friend slash sibling and then also translating someone, I guess, to the point of not really taking seriously as a parent, but also suddenly having to work with, ah, it's, it's weird. It's weird for sure. Don't laugh at me. Hey, express yourself. If you're allowed to babble, I'm allowed to babble. Okay. Um, it's different for sure. I mean, it's not like I've had a lot of experiences, I guess, working in this industry. This is my first thing. So I've never really had sort of someone, a co-creator, a partner like this before, so I don't have anything else to base it off of. But I guess there's always going to be a level of somewhat like disconnect. I mean, as far as you're used to, you know, the parent being the parent, not quite having an equal say, there's always going to be a bit of power imbalance. So it's like weird getting used to the fact that you actually do have an equal say, an ability to, you know, say your mind and tell them off when it comes to creative decisions and you don't actually have to leave everything or a lot of things to them even though that is sort of at least my default so mm -hmm. it's like it's a weird it's weird having I guess the responsibility that I do going into this because I'm so used to it. I guess there's a lot of things that I do leave to my parents and working about that I guess I'm still I'm still sort of struggling with it you know the whole I actually do have to get up because this is you know my dad can't keep being the one to like wake me up and drag me out of bed because we are partners in this. He is not like my manager. And I'm still working on that. I mean, I'm still getting my head around the whole, you know, I mean, doing this in the first place. I'm so used to just sort of sitting around and doing nothing. God, I'm going all over the place. My bad. Actually, actually it's like it, it made me think about things like, so uh, what kind of advice would you give to uh, parents who may not be doing something like this, a creative endeavor with their, with their child, 
but how would you um, advise parents to help shift their child from going from a situation where the parents is just that person who has all the responsibility to something more of a co-creator in a relationship? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, what advice would I give to parents? I guess there's a point. For one, I feel like a lot of parents, it's sort of, um, I guess, an automatic instinct to like nag and keep on them. But there is, you just have to remember to give your kids space as well. And just like, maybe sit them down and just talk to them, tell them that you're like, it's, it's okay for them to speak their mind. I guess give them the space and the ability to really speak their minds, say what they need to say and try and understand each other without getting defensive or mad and make them realize that, you know, you're not going to like freak out or there's no discipline or there's nothing wrong with speaking their mind. Cause if you want to be equals, you also have to accept your kid as an equal. And I guess just really be able to, you know, level with them, give your kid space, but also, you know, don't like still keep on them a bit, but not to the point of being a constant nag and just, you know, yeah, I think a lot of it. Um, now we come from a very privileged background, and mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that, that, like, a lot of people aren't in a position of the kind of they don't have the kind of privilege that that I have, I had, I have that Altair has been raised with. A lot of people are in circumstances where their own lives are are still full of trauma. Yeah. And okay. But there's a really important thing of putting yourself past that and being able to, you know, let just part of hmm. building a good relationship with your parent or with your kid is just being able to actually talk to them, listen to them and treat them like a person rather than an extension of your own needs. Well, that's good. Lot, I mean, yeah, a lot of it. I, I don't even know how to, because there's so much. I mean, Lennox, as you know, there is a, a class breakdown uh, in the Black community, in, in every community, where those at the bottom, if they don't beat their kids into their social place, someone <laughs> else will take care of that. Yes. <laughs> right. And they're not going to be nice about it. <laughs> no, so you're preparing your child, unfortunately, for uh, a rough outside world, but it doesn't have to be that way. Well, it does. I mean, you look at the history of slavery, serfdom, what, of, of just human oppressing human. Uh, mm. Sometimes, yeah, it does. I, it does. I, I'm not with you on that, honestly. No, okay. I think there are absolutely ways to talk to your kid and prepare them without being the one to abuse them. I really do. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, we all come from situations where, where love has come through, right, and has led to success. What I'm saying is I'm not going to discount those, right, those human beings that couldn't do that. I'm going to actually recognize their pain and bring it into my equation of how this world works yeah and i'm not discounting that either but i'm also thinking that like i don't want people using pain as an excuse to continue the cycle of pain and abuse and to push that onto your kids and continue to abuse them and to to traumatize them the way you're traumatized it's not like it's not going to fix anything. It's just going to continue that cycle and so rather than continuing that you should actually try and talk to them and just 
you know, actually figure a way at a way to prepare them for life that isn't with through trauma via your hand. Cause that yeah. just builds up a relate like that, that ruins relationships and makes parents like, if you want to have a relationship with your kids, don't beat your kids. Yeah. I mean, start. Start. Yeah. 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 I think there's other things, of course, and I do understand what you guys are saying with that. Um, so um, what do you guys see yourselves and your company uh, going in the future? Go ahead. Me? Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, that's, that's another tough one. With my various mental things, I'm always jumping between we're going to be super famous and we're going to like renovate a house and we're going to have a million viewers and we're going to do like handshake events and we're going to go stuff and people are going to want our autographs. I'm like, oh God, this isn't going to go anywhere. No one's going to watch it. And we're going to just waste all this money and we're going to be broke and no one's going to want to hire us or talk to us ever again. It's going to be horrible. So the constant swing between that, I really just... I really just don't know where it's going to go, but I, all I can do is really hope and try my best to produce something good. That's what I think uh, the main thing for anybody, like one, there's the soul search. And also the recognition that y you can't call this. You mm -hmm. can put in the work, right? <laughs> put in the work and dedicate yourself to that. It's, I remember a guy... And I'm going to try and make this as short as possible. Good fucking lefty. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rambly. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, I was a dancer uh, earlier on in life. And I was at this uh, audition for um, an established uh, modern dance company. And there was this white dude there that was auditioning who, you know, he was okay his feet weren't great which is a big thing in you know the modern in ballet world uh he didn't have much of a jump he, he just wasn't a really talented or visually interesting dancer um so i had an attitude towards him but, but i started to get to know him and at one point he turned to me and said you know what uh, as far as i'm concerned i passed bereshnikov in my second year of training and I was like, you are so fucked right now. I have no idea how to deal with someone as deranged and delusional as you. But then he broke it down. And he was like, I started really late. I had no abilities to do this. Nothing but my passion and my dedication. And I put in a level of work to just reach a level of higher ability that mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned Brezhnikov never had to go through I don't know if there's any truth to that but it did lead me to thinking about effort in a different way it's not whether you're a superstar or any of that it's at the end of the day are you satisfied with your life and your trajectory yeah. that's pretty good yeah yeah that's I'm going to shut up now because I'm, I'm probably going to ruin it by saying something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and what words of advice do you guys have for someone who wants to make their passion their business? Uh, feel your fear. Own your okay. fear. Own your anxiety and keep going. Uh, don't let it rule. Feel it. Don't let it rule you. Leverage it because people love an underdog. 
That's true. And um, how do people get a hold of you guys? Uh, you can email us at like what? Give your email. No, I'm not giving these. I don't know who these people are. I ain't well, you can find email. us. You can uh, contact us through the Spawn and Geezer page on Facebook, which is just Spawn and Geezer. Also, our YouTube okay. channel, which is Spawn and Geezer as well. Yeah, go to Spawn and Geezer on YouTube. Comment, like, like subscribe, subscribe, like, subscribe. Yeah, we oh. haven't actually put the actual series up, so we're just doing sort of sporadic vlogs in the meantime. Before, yeah, very sporadic, extremely There's sporadic. There's a few up there, uh, but you can okay. actually talk to us on the Facebook page. Yeah, get and- us 